The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again today as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. Uh, Trust you've had a good week um, as we come to the end of the week together, and I hope you have, and uh, trust you're looking forward to a great weekend. If you're local here to Bakersfield, uh, we have three uh, big things going on this weekend. Tonight, we are going to have our worship night, Uh, and it's just a a time we're actually going to meet in the courtyard in the middle of our buildings. Uh, So if you want to come, bring a chair uh, or a blanket or whatever you're comfortable with as we spend some time outside in worship. Our worship team's going to lead us in about an hour of just wonderful worship music. So that'll be tomorrow night. And uh, then Saturday, we have our Western Days, a great time of fellowship. And so look on our website, uh, gbcbak.org, to find out more information about the details of these two events. And of course, Sunday morning, our normal service is 9 o'clock Bible study, 1030 worship service. We hope you come. Hope you have a uh, get ready to to come and worship the Lord together. At this moment, we're going to continue in Matthew chapter 21. So if you're following along, Matthew chapter 21, verse 12, as we jump into the section of Scripture where Jesus uh, uh, cleanses the temple or overthrows the table of the money changers and just basically walks into the temple in a fit of rage. And uh, so we're really going to look at this and then try to pull out two applications. One, what was the justification for his anger and how does that apply to us? And two, what, what, what was expected? in the house of God when it came to worship. So Matthew chapter 21, verse 12, the Bible says, And Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all of those who brought and sold in the temple and overturned the table of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple, he said, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. Then he left them and went out into the city of Bethany and he lodged there. So let's let's get into what's happening here. Jesus is coming back. He's finishing up really the last week of the of his earthly ministry. He'll, he's around several days after his resi- after his um, he ra- ra- um, ra- raises from the grave. Uh, but at this point, you know, his earthly ministry, as you look at it, normally comes at, at his death. And then there's a time where he finishes and finalizes as he prepares people for just before his ascension. So he's um, public ministry, I guess you look at it. And so he, there's a lot, several things happening. One of them is he comes back into the temple. This is the second time he do, does this. And he comes back into the temple and he sees a practice. He sees a practice of people profiting from worship. Uh, and I don't necessarily mean just money. People needed to buy doves and needed to do things necessary for worship. What was happening here was they were abusing this situation to make profit for themselves. And they were turning this this need, the situation, into something where they could abuse and steal and make profit and using the temple, using the worship as this, using the Passover as this situation, which in itself was angering and frustrating uh, to God because he looked down and this is not at all what God had intended when he built the temple. So what does he do? He walks in and he he kicks him out. He throws over the tables. He screams and howlers and he just has a fit and he kicks him out. Um, And legitimately, by the way, now, please understand, this was not an impulsive 
unthought through uh, fit of rage, if you understand that. He's not just impulsively running out, doing something, and then looking back saying, man, I think I overreacted. He knew what he was doing. He knew why he was doing it. And I guess we could say this was righteous indignation. Uh, his Jesus wanted rightfully, and I still think today that worship needs to be it needs to be reverential. Now, I, I get careful with that. Um, I don't. I sometimes we that that means is you know we have to be dressed up in the nicest clothes we can find, and we need to show up and never speak in the building, and we got to be super quiet. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that's it. It's a place of celebration as well. But I think sometimes in today's day we can go so far to make the church so relevant to culture that we miss the fact that the purpose of going to church is to worship God, and uh, and so he looks down and, and they're abusing this, and I, and so the first thing we see is his his legitimate anger. And I guess when we look at it, anger, the Bible tells us, be angry and sin not. When we look at this, what is he mentioning there in the idea of being angry? There are certain things in this world that bring legitimate anger. Um, the way, you know, I, I was listening to someone teach the other. He was asked a biblical question, and it, without a doubt, to fit the culture of what they wanted in the church, they decided to, he very, very poorly misinterpreted Scripture to fit what he wanted. It was so poorly done. And it just angered me, not because of the ignorance of the speaker, but it angered me because there are those who are going to believe him. Now, ultimately, if this preacher saved, and I say that on purpose, you got to be very careful. Preachers willing just to misinterpret scripture for their own purpose, you have to wonder, number one, if they're saved. Two, if they are, they will answer to God uh, for this. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not just saying they disagree with me. I'm saying they disagree with the Bible. But that angered me, and it should in those situations. And so there, in those situations, I agree. When I see Satan winning in a family and a family's struggling and Satan's winning, it angers me. So there are some times for legitimate righteous indignation. Um, I would say that if somebody's offended you and you want to get angry and not talk to them for the next three years, uh, that's not the same idea. So there is a time where we're angry, the time we forgive and move forward and reconcile. Uh, this, is not a, this is not legitimizing somebody who lives in constant fit of anger. That's not what this works on. But then let's go on to the second thought as he talks about what was it he wanted the temple to be. Well, he wanted the temple to be a place of worship. He wanted to be a place of reverence. And when we come, uh, we should be able to come and sit and be able to set aside the things of the world and just for an hour or so worship the Lord. We should be able to find fellowship, a place of acceptance. We should be able to find a place, uh, the music that honors God, a place that um, the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God is practical, uh, biblical, I guess more than anything, but we can find the answers we're looking for today. That's what God was looking for. Now, there are times, and I see this across where preachers or whatever, whatever denomination or church or whatever manipulates the system to make more money for themselves or to get rich. Um, and I'm not saying nice buildings and nice properties and company churches that are being wise with their money is wrong. That's not what this is referencing. I've heard some go as far to say churches should never give offerings because it contradicts this passage. That's not what it's talking about. God has commanded us to give, um, not grudgingly or necessity. God's command is he loves a cheerful giver. How you go about it is not necessarily right or wrong, whether you do an offering plate or just boxes online. Those things aren't wrong. 
It's when it's being manipulated. It's when if, if I were to get up and manipulate you to get more money so that I can get more out of it, that's when it breaks into sin. That's where it's wrong, and that's what was happening in this situation. Uh, so the key is what, what's being done with the finances. Is it being put back? Is it being invested wisely into the ministry? Is it being set aside wisely for future needs? Um, and is it being used to expand the kingdom? That's really uh, what it is that you should be looking for in when it comes to the finances of a church. But let's look at this last thing. Uh, he gets done and he talks about this idea of the he goes into the temple and begins to heal people and, and the people begin to brag on him. Hosanna, the son of the of David, obviously worshiping him as prophetically as the Messiah. And of course the religious leaders went nuts. They didn't like this. And they asked the question, do you hear what these young people are saying? And of course the reason he asked that is what Gentile, what what Jew, what person would allow this to be said of him if it's not true, they are using Old Testament worship to worship him, using an Old Testament principle, speaking of the Messiah, and they're referencing that to Jesus. And he says, do you not realize what's being said? They're referencing you as the Messiah. And he says, yes, I know which is his way of identifying as a Messiah, which we'll find out later. Well, another passage talked about the idea that this is kind of where they got to the final straw and they started working their way towards uh, crucifying him under the idea of blasphemy, his willingness to identify. He was that, but his willingness to identify who he really was. When we look at this, um, what I guess what we're the biggest prince we can look at is we come down to is who Jesus is and the whole premise of worship. Uh, that's why we come to church. That's what we are uh, to be encouraged in. And may we come and embrace. I guess we look at it, and there's a lot of different styles of church, and that's not what I want to get into, but I guess I would say this. God finds this worship and a house of prayer. He finds this of vital importance. And may we agree with that. May we be in the same way, find this of vital importance and place the house of God, place the worship of God of high importance in our lives. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Friday and giving me a chance to be part of your day. We appreciate it. hope this time is an encouragement to you. Um, join us, uh, whether tonight for the worship night, tomorrow for Western Days, or Sunday morning for worship, as we have a great weekend surrounding God, surrounding His worship, and surrounding a time to fellowship. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again next week.